0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin, and this time we're joined by special vampire expert. Amanda, say hi to the pod.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm very excited to share my extensive knowledge.
0: Yeah, so Amanda is a friend of the pod. Um, We... We put out a call on Twitter um, for vampire experts um, as we, me and Kevin, do not know much about Twilight at all. And our episode today is about the song Jonathan Lowe that was released on Twilight Eclipse soundtrack um, by Vampire Weekend. So it should be a fun one today. Um, So we're expecting to go deep, deep into uh, Twilight's Twilight's themes, Twilight's uh, um, rich history, and much more. So I'm excited for this one. Um, yeah, so I, let's dive in.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, um, oh, how do we want to do this here? Should we go <laughs> vampire? Should we go music? Should we go,
0: what about yeah, vampire, I, I think, what about vampire, man? I think that's the question. So Amanda, let <laughs> us- Talk us about vampires. Talk about vampires. Okay,
1: all right, so- where to start so i think the most important thing to discuss is how complex the relationships between the different groups of vampires are because they're not all just like the same there's a lot of different personalities and also ethics and morals um, come into it quite a bit more than you would expect so for example in twilight um you have like the collins the main ones, are you familiar with the Cullens? Mm-hmm. Yes, so they're a little different than your typical vampires. They only feed on animal blood. They call themselves vegetarians. And then you have like all the other vampires, um, which hunt humans. And so there's quite a bit of conflict throughout the entire series and in Eclipse, especially um, sort of with that.
2: I have a, I have a kind of a question about our history here. So when were the, when were the books written? Oh man. Oh, we're going Um, deep. Because what I'm curious is, we we, 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 we talk about Vampire Weekend as a band, having that name somewhat early in the like cultural salience of vampires. And obviously Mm. the Twilight Saga is a big part of that, but I'm curious how much earlier
0: the books were to vampire weekend So twilight came out in 2005 okay so it's
2: roughly happening at the same time but miss stephanie meyer had things cooking before <laughs> before our guys from columbia okay yeah
0: I, I think vampires were pretty deep into the popular culture at that point but as we just okay. on our walcott episode i think they, the name mostly comes from uh the movie lost boys um from Ezra's short film about lost boys set in Cape Cod. Uh, no,
2: but yeah, I I just thought that was interesting because we were talking before the show about how big of a deal Twilight was and was. how, like, all this kind of like supernatural like character kind of stuff was kind of a big deal when we were in like grade school, middle school. So I'm just curious how all this was related chronologically. Mm-hmm
0: yeah i think it's definitely weird that um you you um you have this band vampire weekend that i feel like if if they came out with their most recent album just like out of the blue titled vampire weekend i feel like that would be weird because like it's such a like <laughs> playful name and like pop cultural name and like the since they've evolved so much like now like we've tied the name to the music but I, I don't, it, it is weird that they have such like a, a name that I remember when they first got popular the radio stations were like, this is an interesting name, Vampire Weekend. That's fun, <laughs> that's, that's exciting. Um, they're just like playing on pop culture. Um, but yeah, I, I think Twilight, Twilight was huge to the vampire subculture. Um, but digging a little deeper, Amanda, into what you said about the different vampires I want yes. to hear what 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 do you think about is there a sense of tribalism within these clans of vampires?
1: I definitely think so cuz they sort of they definitely live in packs.
0: So the biggest question here, Amanda, are you team Jacob or team Edward?
1: Oh, easily team Edward.
0: Okay. Okay. So so where do the werewolves play in right. this?
1: So that's also interesting. So that ties back like hundreds of years of history between the Collins and the werewolf pack. So they actually have a treaty um, and the agreement is that they don't um, interfere with each other and they stay in like their respective areas. So there's like the wolf pack or tribe, I guess. And then you also have the Collins. But interestingly in this movie, they actually joined forces. It was a very big deal.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so I, There's a lot going on. There, there is a lot to unpack <laughs> in that film. Um, Kevin, do you see any relation to the song?
2: So not on this most recent point, but in terms of tribalism violence, I mean, that's rampant throughout mm-hmm. this song. Um, and lyrically Nico and I were talking about how, Do do we want to get into the song right now? Is that kind of where we want to shift?
0: I think we're heading there.
2: Yeah, because I want to, I I really do want to touch on this song musically for a bit. So I don't know if you want to do that now or later. So to answer your question, I would say the themes of tribalism and that violence, that interfighting is absolutely a a present theme here. Um, In what ways exactly? That might take a little more digging. Um, Frankly, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to think of a Vampire Weekend song like this, but at first glance, these little verses all kind of seem to roughly be talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And usually we don't see that, but there's also a lot of stuff about this song that we don't usually see from Vampire Weekend.
0: Yeah, so I did want to bring up the point that this was actually written in high school by Ezra. So this is one of his first songs he's ever written. Wow, um, Okay. And so I think that could partially be because he hadn't evolved yet as a songwriter. Um, And if you dive into songwriting, you're probably gonna tend to just have a more story-driven plot um, and almost write a poem more so than anything. Um, While, or not even a poem, just a short story. um, While as we see going Uh, crescendoing into modern vampires of the city, it's definitely breaks more into that collage that we talk about a lot on the pod, um, where where it's just fragments and fragments of little sayings that um, don't necessarily go together, but create a tone. Um, But in this one, I think it's definitely just almost a short story. Um, What that short story says, as me and Kevin were discussing before this, it's really unclear.
2: Yeah, I um, when when you put this in the context of this is one of Ezra's first songs, I actually think it's rather impressive because the imagery that you see here is, I mean, really strongly still Vampire Weekend, and to have that kind of conviction this early on, um, is like I said, really impressive.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, yeah, there's definitely the elements of diving in into the themes there's definitely the elements of tribalism with last born of the clan first one to be free um a lot of i saw some commentaries on the lived inside a house beneath the hanging tree as like a reference to slavery but then the next line just completely undermines that with londonderry knights because londonderry is in ireland so probably not um words were cried at night in unforgiving tones. Um, so I almost saw it as creating the setting um, of like eeriness um, and like almost like a London fog um, leading up to the chorus where his blood of his men was gone beneath snow. He picked up his knife and his bow, killer of Jonathan Lowe. Um, so it's almost this tale. I read it as a tale of revenge. Um, the killer... So the blood of his men, the blood of the killer's men were still on the snow. So he picked up his knife and bow to kill Jonathan Lowe.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I like that. I think now that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this closer, we talked a lot in Walcott about how that song is really effective at placing us in a specific setting. And we kind of have that here. Maybe not necessarily a location, but definitely in sort of a mood. Mm -hmm. pretty quickly it's very it's it's dark it is mysterious it's that foggy feeling like you mentioned
0: yeah for sure um yeah and i think does the tone of eeriness and fogginess uh match twilight's tone amanda
1: i think definitely and when you were mentioning before like at what point in the movie they're playing this they're like amping up for almost like a battle at that point okay and so there's okay. definitely like the tone of like i want to say trepidation like they're really it's really like building up to something
0: mm. yeah this this is starting to make a lot more sense now uh i like this although it is interesting because the lyrics were written long before twilight was a thing so um it's just some somebody knew something happened
1: I I yeah, kind of love that it like works so perfectly. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe Ezra had a little more to do with Twilight than he leads on. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. He he was I found a Time Crisis episode, episode thirty five to be exact, um, in which Ezra talks about this song um, because oh, they 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 are doing the top five and talking about. Um, a song from 50 shades darker um, which interestingly is a fan fiction on twilight um it's all connected really yeah, connected. I, wait i, I didn't know, know
1: that i know that, I Holy did not
0: cow. Know that. wow okay oh yeah, my no, god 50 shades wow. is a fan fiction of twilight with bella being the girl and edward being the guy i
2: don't know the story of either but i wow. mean it's, it's I, that's very impressive
0: my knowledge of 50 shades but okay um have not can't say I've seen it, but <laughs> um, Could be a great podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um but um they were they were talking about a song that was on the charts um from Fifty Shades Darker or whatever it's called. And um they were talking about movie soundtracks um and the process of picking a song to submit for a movie soundtrack when you're asked. And Ezra started talking about um, about this one. Um, they they got it to it in a very roundabout way because the song is "I Don't Want to Live Forever" um, by Taylor Swift and Zane. And they were talking about the meaning being um, "I don't want to live like like why why does it why do they say that because humans can't live forever." And then they talked about how vampires live forever, and then they talked about Twilight. And then they talked about Jonathan Lowe. So they got there in a very roundabout way. But when he was talking about the process of picking the song, he said, it's weird because you're not, you don't have the ties to an album that you need to fill. And also, like, you aren't really sure what the film's going to look like. So you don't know the tone fully. Um, He also was, like, very almost ashamed of the song um at first before they listened to it and then they listened to it and he was like oh actually I actually like the song a lot um so that was that was interesting but he described it as early U2 vibe um so yeah I
2: and I'm glad you brought that up because the guitar that we get in this song is a little bit different than I think we get from a lot of Vampire Weekend stuff. When you say early U2, you're right. You can think of I Will Follow as kind of that like chugging kind of thing that The Edge does. And you kind of yes. get some of that here. Yeah. Um, but really, my, my, my first read of this was 80s pop rock. My mind actually immediately went to The Outfield, who, as it turns out, have more songs than just Your Love. Um, but... I just, I, I mean, it's a, it's a great song. Um, there's a little bit of smashing pumpkins in the stuff that comes after the chorus. I thought of um, Disarm. I thought of, what's the song called? What's the title? Um, I'm, drawing, I'm drawing a blank here. But just kind of that grandeur. Um, it's really like a deep song. There's actually musically a lot going on here. And the kind of consistent, short, lyrical delivery keeps it tight,
0: mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, I got a lot of um, Peter Gabriel vibes from it. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, just fun, playful. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know a ton of Peter Gabriel stuff, to be honest with you. Um,
0: like almost like Sledgehammer type song. I don't know. But, I don't but know if I, I agree with you on that, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, yeah. I, 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 okay. definitely, I definitely you. understand where you're coming from.
2: Yeah. I, um, I was staying in Nico before the show. It's like, you, 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 you think you've heard the last great song and like, we still don't know what the song means lyrically, but this is just beautiful to listen to. And the <laughs> outro with the strings. I mean, there's just so much going on here.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a really fun song um one fun fact i did want to bring up is this is one of two vampire weekend songs uh that are on soundtracks um you know what the other one is
2: oh of course the big <laughs> break
0: oh, you, uh, oh sorry uh, this i i meant to say okay so there's another one wait i meant to, there's say, a- I meant to say one of two that was written oh
2: i was gonna say yeah because we all know a punk yeah
0: yeah yeah. a punk is what made vampire weekend famous on Step um (laughs) but um no i was so the, the other song is ottoman that was off of nick and nora's infinite playlist
2: i wow i did not i've never heard of the movie that's interesting
0: yeah ottoman's an interesting song we'll we'll get to it at some point during the pod but um, i'm a big it, fan of ottoman yeah it, it recycles a lot of like earlier song, uh, lyrics from vampire mm-hmm. weekend's discography um so um that's that's like another instance where you see the recycled lyrics kind of like harmony hall last week um but and then i did want to take a little bit of the show um Feel free to chime in, Amanda, on this part. Uh, I wanted to talk about how the Twilight soundtracks are just absolutely bangers only. Yes. (laughs) I mean, come on. The first Twilight soundtrack, you had Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. You had Decode by Paramore. Absolute banger there. Um, You had Spotlight by Mute Math. You had Linkin Park on it. Uh, You even had Robert Pattinson singing one song.
2: Is he, does he have any musical talent? I'm, I'm genuinely
0: curious. I'm... I seem to remember hearing he's a good singer.
1: Like, yeah, he's alright. Okay. okay. It's okay. That's just gotta
0: be kind of funny. <laughs> like,
2: If you're Robert Pattinson and you watch this movie, like, obviously you want to be proud of the work you've done. That's gotta be very strange Like, see yourself acting and then hear yourself
0: singing.
1: It's yeah, interesting because he always talks about how much he hates these movies
0: really he he absolutely hates the twilight series (laughs) have have you heard amanda about the story of him being approached by like a obsessed twilight fangirl no Uh, oh so he was approached by There was an obsessed twilight fangirl who would sit outside of his apartment every day for like months and finally he got tired of like walking past her and just was like okay let's do this like let's go get dinner and she's like, What? And so they go get dinner, and he just complains about how horrible his life is and boring his life is oh. for an hour and it scares her off. <laughs> she never showed up again.
1: <laughs> he's a weird dude if you watch him in interviews, yeah. he's quite the character. Great actor, actually. Um, oh, yeah. He
0: is actually good at
2: his job. What has he done recently? I was gonna ask, What has he done recently? I he's genuinely don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, he was good in that, and then he's been in a lot of like indie films um, up until he's gonna be in the Batman. Um, That's right. Year.
2: The indie but... stuff makes sense because I could see if you're in this big thing and like you're not quite like the Daniel Radcliffe. Everyone's gonna think of me as Harry Potter, but you're close <laughs> to it. So yeah. I could see, I, I could see wanting to be a part of something where you can more leave. different kind of mark yeah
0: well even daniel radcliffe did the indie thing he even went to broadway instead yeah good Uh, for him but yeah then twilight new moon soundtrack you have meet me on the equinox by def cab uh you have tom york from radiohead you have the killers you have muse again this is impressive Um, you have bonnie bear in saint vincent you have okay go you have grizzly bear And then Eclipse, you had uh, this song, you had Muse again. This was like almost ahead of its time.
1: This was like kind of ahead of its time in a way.
2: Like obviously, like these bands are like well, like somewhat well known now, but like
0: okay, to have these on your
2: soundtrack in like what 2011,
0: 2012, like that's kind of a kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Twilight Eclipse soundtrack needs to be discussed because there's there's some interesting changes in the musical choice. So it's still heavy on alternative as before, but you see CeeLo Green get into the mix. (laughs) Um, So there's something going on there. Um, And you see Sia also. Okay. Florence and the Machine, The Bravery, Muse again. Um, You see Band of Horses. And then, of course, Vampire Weekend, Black Keys. That's actually interesting, the, the Black Keys. Oh, man, they go. This is a quick transition in the pop. Wow. The, the Breaking Dawn soundtrack, you have Bruno Mars.
1: Oh. It was. This is rain. weird.
0: This is very. Um, and then you have Christina Perry, A Thousand Years. Great mm-hmm. song.
1: Iconic, yes
0: um iron and wine again so you have a lot of repeats throughout the saga but this is but...
2: that's a bit of a thematic change because it's not like it's hard to find an indie band these days
0: yeah no <laughs> they definitely shift from alternative during those last few movies man Do you think it's because the mainstream breakthrough of the saga
2: oh you think like we gotta we gotta like have some credibility here mm-hmm I did I mean Thank even if that's if that's the case I dislike it. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta no, stick I, to your guns. I,
0: I, I think the Twilight fan base may have responded the same way because looking at Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part Two soundtrack, it's heavy alternative. We we oh. went back. Oh so we got we got Passion Pit, we got Ellie Golding, we got Green Day, Green Day, wow.
2: Green Day.
0: Um we have Saint Vincent again. Uh, and then Christina Perry, A Thousand Years Part Two. It had to come back, had to come back. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, what can be said except bangers only on these soundtracks? We're just happy to be a part of the conversation
2: at this point.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing that Twilight did in terms of music. I, I don't know if for, as far as movies, but.
1: Yeah. they're all right
0: <laughs> resident twilight fan amanda they're Thank all it's right. like it's weird
1: there's been like a second wave recently i've had a lot of friends get into it again i don't know well, then, why there, or what there's a new book it.
0: there's a oh, new book yes. out, right yeah that's,
1: like, that's kind uh, of a so what are
0: goal. the new books about
1: so it's actually so this is very interesting because back when the books were still really big She released it, like, or I don't think she released it. I think it got leaked. It was, like, three chapters of this book that has now been fully um, published. And it's, like, the first Twilight book, but from uh, Edward's perspective. Which, I don't know. Not what I would have done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is Edward just the whole time, like, why is this human girl not leaving me alone?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's also kind of cool because he reads everyone's minds.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Which is an interesting twist, but also, like, I feel like there's not... I haven't read it, but I'm guessing the the material is not distinct enough to be its own thing.
2: I was going to say, it does kind of read like a cash grab. Like, obviously, if you're Stephanie Meyer and you want to, like... Explore I'm that sure possibility and write so it. So much money. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, obviously, <laughs> to possess it, I think is fine. It's a creative exercise. And you want to see what it's like. But at the same time, to release it like 15 years later just seems yeah. like like kind of like a <laughs> blatant cash grab.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like so many of those like young adult fiction, like fantasy type writers, did the cash grab thing though. Like. I mean, I loved Percy Jackson, but oh yeah. But the the series after it are literally the same series just in a different mythology.
2: Yeah, it's it, there's only so much you can do. Like you It's not even jumping the shark anymore. It's honestly just like you're rehashing stuff. Mix, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, because the then, Harry Potter the Harry Potter books are fine, and now we have like an expanded universe, basically. Exactly. And everyone I've talked, I haven't even seen the new movies, but everyone I've talked to says it's just not, it's not even
0: close. Yeah, no, you gotta evolve, you gotta evolve. Um, but unfortunately, I don't, I don't know if a lot of these offers did. Vampire weekday, apparently, apparently we just criticize young adult offers. Yeah, we're only into alternative rock.
2: <laughs> okay so should we uh should we rank songs here
0: i did have one last point okay i wanted to mention. okay for sure the importance of a name we've talked about it on a podcast we've talked about hannah hunt briefly about how he loves these alliterative fun like not even fun just like majestic regal sounding names um how hannah hunt was just this random girl in his geometry class who mm-hmm. he like liked liked her name but like had no relation with her um do you think there's something behind this name it
2: i'm trying to think of it it definitely it it evokes kind of like a not quite like a stately feel but like a it's a it's a little dignified you know there's there's a little bit of weight behind jonathan one um so maybe it was just another case of like he knew a guy named Jonathan Lowe and it sounded cool, but it's a good sounding name and it's a vampire weekend sounding name.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't know if
2: there's significance to it, but I think it's a good choice.
0: Yeah. Do you think it also has to do with the fact that it rhymes with snow and bow? I mean that helps. <laughs> I mean, snow and bow could have come because of Jonathan Lowe.
2: True. You know, where like where
0: does where does the idea begin? Which came first, the snow and bow or Jonathan Lowe?
2: It's just thinking about songwriting. I was listening to Time Crisis earlier, or, 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 or the Bruce Hornsby episode from a couple of months ago, and just mm-hmm. they're talking about songwriting. It's like how the how the hell do you do this? <laughs> like how do you write a song? <laughs> that's just nuts.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I could never. It takes a lot of talent for sure. Man, hence why we have the pod.
2: That's why. Yeah, that's why we do this.
0: <laughs> okay, now top five.
2: Okay, um, Stranger, Harmony Hall, Unbelievers, Jonathan Lowe, Campus.
0: Jonathan Lowe. I like this song a lot. I really do. So you went, say again, Stranger,
2: Unbelievers. Stranger, uh, Harmony Hall, Unbelievers, Jonathan Lowe. And then I went... um, Campus. Did I go Campus? I don't know. <laughs> let's let's just say I went Campus. I mean, the top,
0: a top three is a lot easier than a top five. <laughs> I'm going to go Unbelievers, Campus, str- uh, Stranger, Jonathan Lowe, Harmony Hall. Okay. Amanda, what
2: is your favorite Vampire Weekend song?
0: Yeah, it doesn't have oh to be one we've covered. What what what's what's your time? You
1: guys are gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to it.
0: <laughs> that's very fitting. I I love that.
2: That's fitting for our pod. So that's we don't great. we don't need to be congruous in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'll listen to
1: this song though.
2: This is a really good. This isn't representative of their stuff though. To be honest, no. Like. Oh. Lyrically maybe, but like musically not
0: representative of their stuff. So uh Rostum produced. Um there's definitely a lot of his flair in there.
2: Yeah, I would say,
0: yeah, listen more, to more like just unbelie- the instrumentation than in anything. Yes.
2: Yeah. Listen to like unbelievers or I mean you've heard A Punk before, probably.
1: I cannot tell you. <laughs> if, 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 <laughs>
2: you would you would likely recognize
0: it. Just okay. that's that's a guess. I'll listen. Okay, on to our hat. So we have a we have a big hat today. Um, we'll, I know this will be released a week and a half after, so hopefully there won't be a big upset. But Notre Dame's number two in the nation just upset number one Clemson, so we gotta go with the Notre Dame hat. Um, classic white Notre Dame hat, solid. Um, and what what else can be said? Um, What a game last night.
2: The only thing that can be said is that we played the Jesuits next week in Chestnut Hill, so that'll be interesting. Um, Other than that, I mean, yeah, just an unbelievable game last night.
0: Amanda, how did you watch the game?
1: Um, With my roommate, Matthew Ruddy shout out wait you
2: room with ruddy
1: yeah (laughs) i did not know that and ruddy chilling in the detroit suburbs
2: i was texting ruddy earlier last week That oh that's actually so funny i love that
1: we have an excellent time
2: (laughs) that's actually i that makes me very happy
0: oh man i miss ruddy i miss miss Pizza bagels so our song for next week is spring snow
2: Oh, just listened oh. to it earlier today. Fantastic yeah. song. Great.
0: Is it a closer? No.
2: It's no, it's. To last. It's right? second
0: to last, isn't it? On Father of the Bride. It's towards the end. I thought. Yeah, maybe Are you listening this. Listening okay. to Deluxe Edition or Regular Edition. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> what that Lord Ulan's daughter on there? Jeez. Yeah, Lord Ulan's daughter. That's that's a different closer. I don't know if that counts. Um, but I think this is right before uh, New York, Jerusalem, Berlin. Jerusalem. We'll see you next
2: week. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Godspeed.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for joining everyone. Uh thanks again, Amanda, for joining the show. Uh, Thank you. And we'll see you next week.